Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth a Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Friday, March 1st, first day of March. Today happens to be the birthday of Sister Angie Vincent, and so we want to wish Miss Angie a happy birthday today. And trust and pray she's blessed throughout the day, and I trust that you are as well. Well, I've been mentioning that my wife and I have made a quick trip into North Carolina. We should be on our way back as this broadcast airs. So I hope you'll pray for us. God would give us safety as we come back. But we're looking forward to getting back to Kentucky. Amen. Well, we're going to continue the message that we began on Monday of this week. Actually complete that message today. But I've got a song queued up right here by the Shepherd family that I trust will be a blessing to you. Entitled, There Ain't Nothing Better Than Jesus. All right, we are going back one more time for this week to finish up the broadcast with Romans chapter number 8 and verses 1 through 4. We began this message on Monday and actually broke it down into four parts. So yesterday we completed this first message on Romans chapter 8 verse 1. No condemnation. So today's broadcast, I'm going to take snippets of that and try to concise it down or shrink it down to one sermon. So today you'll get a, I guess, a review and and a, we'll call it cliff notes for the sermon that we've preached this week. Now, on next week's broadcast, we're going to have the second sermon on Romans chapter 8, verse 1. But today we're going to, as I said, have just snippets of that sermon so you can get the concise message in one day's sermon. So I hope you stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Turn in your Bible to Romans chapter number 8. It's all right, we're, we're in Romans chapter number 8. Joyful verse of Scripture, verse number 1. I appreciate these verses and this book and the study of it has been a real blessing to me. We're going to read the first four verses. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen. I'm preaching today on this thought, no condemnation. Amen. No condemnation. Paul does not sound like a defeated person when he makes that statement. Some people preach chapter 7 as if Paul is in defeat. He's a Christian wanting to do right and just can't bring himself to do it. That's how they preach that. That's not what verse 1 of chapter 8 says. Matter of fact, that's not what any of them verses in chapter 7 says. That's not what it's teaching. We don't live in defeat. We live in victory. Now, it's possible for us to live in defeat. We can be defeated. But it's not because we don't have the victory. It's because we don't claim it. We don't live in it. We don't walk in it. That's what he's dealing with, walking in, living in the victory that we have. Amen. Living in the Spirit, living in the light that we have. And chapters 6 and 7 and 8 
are dealing primarily, I believe, uh, with sanctification. And he's going to be dealing with that in this as we look at all together. But chapter 6 and 7 and all their consummate verses together, put together, uh, uh, tie in to bring us to this point in chapter number 8, that there is therefore. What's the therefore there? Because of what was said in 6, that sin shall no more have dominion over you. Because of chapter 7, that we can walk in the Spirit. We don't have to fulfill the desires of the flesh. Because of that, we have the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let me back up and say this. It's not through me. It's not through my willpower. It's not through your willpower. Matter of fact, it's not even through your faith. It's through the Lord Jesus Christ living in us. Amen. We give Him the glory for it. That's right. And so I I want you to know that this statement does not just spring up out of nowhere. It is tied to these other verses uh, that come along with it. And so I'm saying this whole section is talking about that grand fact that sanctification never produces salvation, but salvation always produces sanctification. Now, having said that, this lengthy introduction, let me get to my verses. We're going to look at these verses, verse by verse 1 through 4. And I'll probably spend a little bit more time on verse 1 than I do any of the others because they just tag on. This is the, this is the premier verse. There is therefore now no condemnation of them that are in Christ or which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. We rejoice in that fact. That there is no condemnation for believers. We rejoice in that. But there's the word therefore there which points back to something. And you may ask, does this no condemnation rest on the ending of chapter number 7 where Paul wept about his devastation that sin had brought to his unsaved condition? And he wept over the fact that sin was still available in this mortal body, even though he was saved. I believe it was a double-edged sword. Paul recognized where he was and remembered how how bad that was. But then when he recognizes, I still have the potential to sin, even though I don't want to sin, he wept over those things. I'd say amen. He cried out in verse number 24, if you want to look back there, at chapter 7, verse 24, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Amen. Then he he proclaims the victory in verse number 25. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now he's thanking God through Jesus, but he's also thanking God that through Jesus, he's going to be delivered. That's what he's talking about. Amen. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. And so Paul's laying down a law here, the law of sin and death and the law of life in the Spirit. The law of life in the Spirit, when you follow the Lord, you're going in the right direction. The law of sin and death is that when you follow the flesh, you're going in the wrong direction. That's the potential that's there. I'm not saying that's the practice. I like what Brother James Jones said. Brother James Jones says when a man's... He talk, he's talking about Rome, uh, First John. Uh, he's talking about First John when he talks about if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. He said sin in the life of a believer ought to be an accident, not incidental. Not that it just goes on all the time, but that it does happen now and then. Sin has no power to dominate the Christian life. You can't say, well, I couldn't help it. Not if you're saved by the grace of God. Are you going to tell me that God put more on you than you could bear? 
That God let a temptation come upon you that you couldn't bear? He said He wouldn't do that. Well, but preacher, it's more than common temptation. There is no temptation taking you but such as is common to man. You can't take that Bible and excuse your sin because God never gives an excuse for sin. I'm not saying that we don't sin, but I'm saying we don't have a cloak for it anymore. Sin has no power to dominate the Christian. And the law can find no fault in the Christian because Jesus took the blame. Amen. Now, notice this last phrase in verse number 1. Does not say there is no condemnation if we walk in the Spirit. It's not conditional. That's why some people get upset about that statement even being in there. Some people tend to think, well, that makes it look like it's it's conditional. No, it's, it's absolutely not conditional. It doesn't say there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in or them which are in Christ Jesus if they walk. No, he said this is how they walk. It's not conditional. This is characteristic. Those who come to this no condemnation by believing in Christ Jesus are those who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. What that deals with is that we've got the Spirit of God within us, guiding us and leading us. So our Christian life is a life not of the flesh. It's a life of the Spirit. And as long as we'll let the Spirit dominate and lead and guide us, the flesh will not dominate and lead and guide us. But we have the potential, not that we have the propensity, but the potential that we can tune out the Holy Spirit. Just not pay attention to the Spirit and say, I'm going to do it my way. Salvation made such a change in your life that you no longer walk after the flesh. But you walk after the Spirit. That walking after the flesh is walking after the course of this world. It's walking after the customs of men, the customs of the law. Amen. We follow God by the Spirit of God. I don't have to have somebody follow me around with a magnifying glass to see whether I'm doing right or not. Now, I know the Bible says there's a lot of thou shalts and thou shalt nots. Here's one. Thou shalt not stop at the liquor store that's between here and home. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have to have somebody follow me or put a tracker on my car to see if I do stop at the liquor store. Because I'm not going to stop at the liquor store. Because in my heart, I don't want to. Why don't I want to? Because in my heart, I want to please God. Here's my point. There's things that God, by His grace, leads us away from. And we don't have to have the law written on tables of stone. And we don't have to have the law flashed in front of our eyes on a billboard. The law of God is written in our heart because the Spirit of God that wrote that law on stone is living in our heart. Amen. So there's no condemnation. Why? Because we've got a gracious deliverance. We've got a glorious liberty. Because we're children of God. Now, I see here this is both positional and practical. Salvation and sanctification. Positionally, even though we're living in a mortal, potentially sinful body, there is therefore now no condemnation. Did you know when you got saved, you got saved even before you got your hair cut. You got saved even before you put decent clothes on, if you got saved with indecent clothes on. Amen. You got saved even before you started memorizing verses. You got saved even before you changed your way of talking. All those things, God moved that in instantaneously the moment you got saved. And then He moved all that other stuff out sometimes incrementally. 
and sometimes instantaneously. Amen. Positionally, we're saved, even though we're still in a potentially sinful body. But practically, we're saved, we're justified, because we walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. That's how we're sanctified. Amen. Now, this salvation that produces no condemnation is not contingent upon how the believer behaves. And I'm going to tread on dangerous ground here for just a little bit. And I say dangerous because of the thoughts of how some people are. I'm going to say it again. This salvation that produces no condemnation in the life of the believer is not contingent upon that, upon how that believer behaves or what he does in the future. It's based on what Jesus did. Because this no condemnation is not based upon my righteous deeds, but it's on His righteousness that has been imputed unto me, amen, by redeeming grace. Amen. Amen. Now, look at verse number 2. We're in chapter 8, verse 2. He says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Two laws. The law of the Spirit, which is the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, or the law of sin and death, which is in our mortal body. Are we ruled by Christ? Is He our Lord? Or are you your own God? So this verse, verse number 2, assigns the reason why there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Because it can be seen by the word for at the beginning of it. Look, verse number 2, for the law of the Spirit of life. That tells us that believers are made free from the law of sin and death because the law of life, in the, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes us free. Amen. Let me read it. I'm trying to read verse 3 and 4. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. Now, the word grace is not found in those verses. But you can see it all in it. There's grace all over it. Amen. You can't fail to see grace in what he's talking about here. It is amazing grace that what the law could not do in that my flesh was weak, God gave His own Son to do it for me and then let me have the benefits of what His Son did. That's grace. These laws, these rules, these regulations, these these commandments that are in the Bible, it's not that we just throw all that out and say, now I can live any old way I want to live. No. Listen, we've got the Spirit of God that gave these commandments living in us and helping us live in a way to please God. There at the end of verse number 1, they walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. Because now we've got the Spirit on the inside. We don't have a stony heart of flesh. Now we've got a soft, when we said a heart of flesh, a heart that is soft and lively, enlivened and softened and led by the Holy Spirit. That's what he's talking about. And by the way, that statement's not just at the end of verse number 1, but that statement's at the end of verse 4 as well. Look at it again. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen. God wanted to show that there was no condemnation that would ever cause people to live in sin. In other words, the fact that we know we have eternal security does not cause people to live in sin, but rather we're characterized by the fact that we don't walk in those sins. He wants us to live to please God more and more. Now sadly, many commentators and even good preachers 
have been duped into believing and denying that this phrase ought to be in your Bible, particularly in chapter 8, verse 1. If you look at it, the word there is, is in italics, verse 1, chapter 8, but nothing else. You know how many modern versions have that phrase, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit? You know how many? None of them. I looked up on Bible Hub and every one I could find, King James and the New King James. But the New King James has got a note saying it don't belong there. The others just leave it out. Some of them don't even have a note about it. And as I said, many commentators, some of them even good commentators, preachers, even good preachers, have been duped into believing that phrase doesn't belong there. But God not only put it at the end of verse 1, He put it at the end of verse 4. Now, I said... I said earlier, and I, this is my thought in thinking about it. If you, if, if, if you could convince me to take that phrase out of verse one, then you could convince me to take the words no condemnation out too. I mean, how do you know? Well, well, we got, here's what they said. I, I mean, some good men said this statement. Let, let me read it to you. There is therefore now no condemnation of them which are in Christ Jesus. Here's the statement. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. They said that's not in the best manuscripts. Well, I just read it to you out of the best manuscript. It is in the best manuscript. It's right there. It's right there. And it's not just right there in verse 1. It's right there in verse 4. You know what God's trying to tell us? It's important enough that He said it twice. That saved people have the Spirit of God living in them. And therefore, if you don't have the Spirit of God in you, you better check up and find out what happened. That's what he's dealing with. So here's the question as they come with a song, and I'm concluding with with this idea here. The question is, do you have the Holy Spirit living in your heart? Have you ever been changed from the sinful creature that you previously were? When Jesus came into your heart, what did he save you from? Do you have a holy hatred for sin? Do you despise it when you mess up and you want to quickly get right about it? I remember when I was a boy, we'd go to Chestnut Grove Baptist Church. They had a big hill up on the side of the church on this side and a big hill down the other side that went that way. Us kids loved to roll down them hills in church clothes. White pants, white shirt with green stains all over them. I remember more than one time, Mama Hood and me and Barry were getting them clothes dirty again. But you know what? I didn't mind it. I loved it. That was my nature. Get, I mean, because I was a kid. Amen. But now that I'm an adult... I get ready to go to church. I don't go outside and say, Whoa, there's a hill. Let's see what we can do. No. I don't want to get dirty. Because something's happened on the inside. I've grown up. I've got a little bit of responsibility. But here's my point. As, as Christians, there was a time you didn't mind getting dirty before you saved. But if you're really saved, you don't like getting those stains on you. You don't just look for an opportunity to roll down the hill and roll in sin. You don't look for that. You want to be clean. Let's stand to our feet as we... And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. As that concludes another week of radio broadcasting, we do hope you have a great weekend. I hope you'll be in the house of God on the Lord's Day. And I'd love to take this opportunity to invite you to come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Our Sunday morning service, Sunday school starts up at 1015 a.m. and then the preaching time at 1105 a.m. as well. 
Sunday evening service is at 6.30 p.m. Love to have you come and be part of those with us. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.